What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gouache Universe podcast. I'm your host, Gouache, that comic book artist that discusses comics, movies, science fiction, and pop culture news, all while changing the universe, one subject at a time. So we got a few things to talk about this week, and I'm going to jump right into it right after this. Okay, so first up, I wanted to talk about this new release uh, that we got of the Jurassic World Dominion uh, movie that's coming out next year. Um, so we got an image, uh, it's like a little tease, we got an image of the classic mosquito caught in the amber of the uh, dinosaur um, that they've been you know, teasing throughout the entire uh, dinosaur uh, Jurassic Park franchise. You know, of how all the dinosaurs, uh, the modern day dinosaurs were cloned and everything. So we got a classic teaser uh, in the poster um, for, you know, the, the, the marketing campaign for Jurassic World uh, Dominion. So, um, man, so anyway, let me see. I'm looking at it now. It's coming from, I'm getting these images from, well, they're all over the internet. But um, for right now, I'm looking at... Uh, slashfilm.com and uh, says Jurassic World Dominion poster takes you back to where it all started while teasing an extended preview in front of Fast and Furious uh, episode 9 <laughs> uh, well I tell you that Fast and Furious franchise I think what they got uh, two more films coming out That's probably is that the longest film franchise uh, in history I think so I can't really think of uh any other film series that long? I'm trying to think. Was uh, uh, Harry Potter? No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, I'm getting off topic. But anyway, uh, so we're going to get a new trailer in front of the uh, Fast and Furious movie uh, coming out later this summer. Um, so anyway, it goes on to say one of the most iconic images from Jurassic Park is the mosquito trapped in amber. The thing that enabled John Hammond and his team to play God and bring dinosaurs back from extinction. Now that that pesky mosquito gets to star in its own Jurassic World Dominion poster, uh, the poster teases both the upcoming movie and footage from uh, from the film that's set to play in front of IMAX screens of Fantastic. Excuse me. Of uh, yeah, the Fantastic. Uh, Fast and Furious episode nine. <laughs> um, man, this this uh, poster looks good, man. It's a it's like a close up shot. I mean, it's all over the internet. I'm sure you've probably seen it by now. Um, it's a, a detailed close up image of the mosquito actually sucking the blood from a dinosaur, and it's like the dinosaur is extremely scaly, um, and uh, you can see. Uh, the the blurred out you know scenery in the background which you know teases you know that uh, period uh, uh, when dinosaurs walked the earth and all that good stuff um, so I'm suspecting that the footage will be actually from that period you know that would be exciting you know because I'm trying to think have we in the entire Jurassic Park uh, franchise have we ever went back you know, to actually see how it all began. I'm talking about even before uh, the cloning process. I'm talking about 
actually when dinosaurs were, you know, walking throughout the lands and everything. Um, so that would be uh, something actually great to see actually in a movie about dinosaurs. I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen that yet. You know, with the, the theme of dinosaurs and, you know, of Jurassic Park, you know, we've never actually seen um, a scene or a shot from during that time period. Um, of course, we got the, you know, the little cartoon exposition uh, uh, montage in the original Jurassic Park, but we've actually never went back to that period to see, you know, the, the, uh, the meteor rock, you know, impact on the extinction of the dinosaurs that would be kind of cool to see in a you know modern day you know dinosaur flick and i'm looks like we're gonna get that in in jurassic world dominion but man i'm liking this uh i'm really liking this uh this poster man i mean i'm getting excited for it already i mean I'm, they're kind of you know kind of starting the marketing campaign right now and uh looks like they're gonna release some footage before uh, Fast and Furious 9 and I only in the IMAX uh, theaters so man I'm, I'm so looking forward to this film man I mean I remember when Jurassic Park 3 came out mm, it didn't really do much for me I mean it was good but it didn't hit like the first two Jurassic Parks you know Jurassic Park and the Lost World um, Jurassic Park being the actual favorite um, Lost World Lost World was good it was good but it wasn't as good as uh, Jurassic Park um, but Jurassic Park 3 I don't know it just seemed there was no new ground or anything new brought to the franchise it was kind of like the same old you know uh, thing you know from the first two Jurassic Parks um, so after you know Jurassic Park 3 you know I was like I thought that was it but I've I always held out hope that we would get another Jurassic Park you know with you know all of the original cast members you know returning and so when you know the announcement was made on Jurassic World you know being in the same universe as the original Jurassic Park you know trilogy you know I got excited you know I really enjoyed you know the Jurassic World with Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce you know Dallas Howard and everything um, I really enjoyed that film, you know. Um, of course, you know, nothing will beat the classic, but it was still very entertaining. I really enjoyed it. And um, when we got Jeff Goldblum, you know, to reprise his role as Dr. Ian Malcolm in uh, the sequel to Jurassic World, I was excited about that. But, you know, as if you've seen the film, spoiler alert, you know, he only appeared in like two scenes, one at the beginning and one at the end, you know, and uh, I was kind of let down a little bit by that. But now it seems after all these years, man, all these years of never thinking that it would happen, we're going to get all of the, the OG characters from the original Jurassic Park, you know, back, Dr. Alan Grant, you know, Ellen Sadler, uh, Ian Malcolm, those, the OG Jurassic Park characters interacting with each other and interacting with the new cast members. That's like a dream come true. And I hope, I don't know, maybe we'll get a tease from... Some of the other characters who've appeared in uh, their Jurassic uh, Park trilogy, you know, um, like Lex and Tim, you know, the grandkids of of Dr. Hammond and everything. That would be kind of cool. Um, of course, Sam Jackson can't come back. Uh, if, spoiler alert, if you hadn't seen the original, <laughs> I don't think you can come back from a, a chopped off arm. You, know, you go in a state of shock <laughs> of being eaten by a, a velociraptor. But um, 
but yeah, man, I'm excited about this, man. I mean, I mean, I just hope they don't squander it, you know, you know. But I think they learned their lesson from uh, some other franchises, you know, where they had legendary characters come back, but they never interacted with each other. Um, I won't say which franchise, but I think you can pretty much guess what I'm talking about. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, people, they, I think Hollywood, they pay attention to things, what works and what doesn't work. And you'll find that what works is when not only the OG characters come back, but they interact with each other and they interact with the, the new cast members. You know, it's all about those character relations. You know, we, of course, we want to see dinosaurs and big special effects and stunts and all that good stuff. But we also want to see, you know, you know how the characters play off each other. You know, uh, the relationships between the characters. You know, that banter that we love, you know, when characters interact. You know, the banter that we got in the original Jurassic Park between the three uh, OG characters. You know, that was great banter and interaction with each other. You know, but um, so hopefully, you know, you know, we get those type of interactions uh, with the OG characters, the legendary characters from the franchise. And um, I can't wait to see, I don't know, you know, it's just cool to see, you know, what characters, you know, have been up to, you know, in these last, what, how many years has it been since the original Jurassic Park? You know, all these years, you know, it would be good to see how they, their lives have changed, you know, uh, what are they doing, what are they doing now? You know, what, you know, uh, are they still doctors? Are they still, you know, uh, digging up dinosaurs? Are, are they, you know... Have they moved on from, you know, digging up dinosaurs to other careers? Have their lives been scarred by, you know, what happened on Isla, Nor Isla Norbla in the original Jurassic Park? You know, I know Jeff Goldblum's character has. They kind of touched on that in uh, The Lost World, you know, about you know how he's been scarred by these dinosaurs and what happened in the dinosaur attack of the first film. So it's going to be just cool to see, you know, how these characters have evolved over the years. I guess that's the overall point that I'm trying to get to. Um, and, you know, with this poster, man, it looks like not only are we going to get that, but we are also going to get some type of insight on the extinction of the dinosaurs. Um, just looking by this poster. And I wonder if, if this is going to be the one, uh, according to the poster, uh, this mosquito is sucking this blood from this dinosaur. Is this going to be the one that Hammond discovers, you know, many, many years years later in our in our modern day present you know that would be kind of cool you know to, to track this uh you know we're entered into this this landscape of dinosaurs you know by way of this uh mosquito the mosquito will be the, the eyes of the audience you know so to speak and you know we follow this mosquito until it gets caught in the in the sap of the uh the amber and um man that would be kind of cool i'm kind of geeking out just thinking about that right now you know I, I hope that's the uh the the direction that they're going you know with this this uh this origin scene of the dinosaurs you know that would be kind of cool so um man i'm i'm excited man uh it looks like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get out and uh and uh hit this imax in front of fantastic i keep saying fantastic but uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go keep. I'm gonna keep saying it too. The Fantastic Fast and Furious episode nine. <laughs> uh, looks like I'm gonna have to uh, go to the theater to see this IMAX uh, screening so I can catch this Jurassic Park uh, 
preview or do I? I don't know. Do I want it to be ruined for me or should I just wait until, you know, it comes out in the theater? You know, I'm, I'm kind of a stickler for, you know, not ruining things for myself. You know, I, I like to be pleasantly surprised, you know, when I go to a film. I don't want to see, like, I don't know how many minutes are they going to show. I don't want to see, like, five minutes of the film before I actually watch the film. I want to actually be surprised, you know, so when I go see the film, it'll be, you know, with fresh eyes, you know, I can watch everything for the first time. You know, I don't want to go in having seen, you know, any type of portion of the film. So, you know, besides the trailer or something like that. But, um, but uh, I'm sure it's going to probably end up all over the internet, you know, uh, these days. You know, it's kind of hard to avoid, you know, just, you know, when a trailer drops, you know, it's on the internet, you know, two or three days later. So, anyway, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got some decisions to make you know I might, as excited as I am now I, I just want something I mean we were supposed to get Jurassic uh, this new film what I think we were supposed to get it was it this year because they stopped filming last year and it was supposed to come out this year or was it always I, yeah I think they pushed it it was supposed to come out this year but because of the pandemic they pushed it to 2022 so um, man that seems like a long time to wait but you know so I don't know I'm excited about it so I don't know who knows I might you know uh, you know watch this five minutes you know and I'm sure they might add some new things to it you know between now and the release date so but I'm excited as you can hear my voice and uh, tone I'm extremely excited about this film this is a a long time coming man I mean I've been looking forward to this film since Jurassic Park 3 you know like I said I enjoyed Jurassic World and I enjoyed, you know, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. But this is the film that I've been waiting for to see all of the cast members come back together again with the new characters. That's going to be, you know, I think I heard in the uh, somewhere along the lines of when they were actually wrapping the film last year that uh, someone said that it's the Avengers Endgame of the Jurassic Park franchise. And so that got me excited. You know, I think it was Chris Pratt that said that. So, man, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to this as usual. All right. So, this next story, once again, I'm getting even more excited the more news comes out about this film. And this is something I never thought would happen. I mean... You know, uh, The Flash, man, all these uh, great things that are coming off the set uh, from this upcoming Flash film is like, you know, blowing my mind, man. I mean, see, what we got here is the first uh, look. Well, first we got the first look at uh, Sasha Kelly's uh, Supergirl uniform um, at the beginning of the week. And now uh, we actually got the first set photos of her in costume as well as the first set photos of Michael Keaton actually on set as Bruce Wayne and from the looks of it I gotta tell you man I'm really starting to feel some Batman Beyond vibes here I mean he's got the the grayed out hair and everything but he still looks like Michael Keaton he still looks like a very well a strong competent you know Bruce Wayne slash Batman and, uh, man, I'm excited about actually seeing him in that uniform, you know, one more time, man, that classic 89 uniform. Um, but, uh, like I said, we also got some, uh, 
set photos of Sasha Kelly as uh, Supergirl. And um, I'm excited about this. You know, at first I was kind of worried because, you know, as you know here, I'm still looking forward to, you know, where's my man, Man of Steel 2? You know, I mean, we still, you know, we haven't got a Man of Steel 2. And all, we've been like, you know, you know, I just feel so bad for Henry Cavill, man. It's like, you know, all these years and we still haven't gotten the man of steel 2 and now we're about to get you know other people in the kryptonian universe but we still haven't gotten a man of steel 2 which is what everyone is looking forward to but um but as for this uh, supergirl i'm excited it, it looks like from what it from the appearance of these set photos it looks like she looks like the uh the supergirl that appeared in um uh, I think it was DC Comics, Supergirl, no, Superman, uh, the Ten Cent Adventure, way back in the early 2000s. Um, and she played Superman's, uh, the character was basically Superman's daughter from the future. And, you know, she had really short hair. She had black uh, short hair. Um, her uniform was uh, kind of a variant of the classic Superman uh, uniform and everything. But, um, but just based on uh, this image of this set photo, uh, I'm looking at uh, comicbook.com, and um, you know she's got the short hair. I mean, the, the hair is perfect, you know. And of course, the uniform kind of channels the uh, what we've seen in the Henry Cavill Superman, uh, Man of Steel uh, movies, you know, with the layered uh, uniform uh, and the emblem and everything. It looks very similar to the Henry Cavill uh, uniform, so. Um, but I wonder in, you know, in the comics, it was, uh, like I said, she was from the future and she was Superman's daughter. I think she was, and she came back in time to, she was excited about seeing, uh, her father, Superman, but then something happened through time. And so she had, in order to save the future, she had to team up with Superman and, you know, they went on a whole adventure and everything. So, um, I think her in, in the comics, her character's name is Cyril, Cyril. Um, so I'm wondering if that's the direction they're going to go in uh, with this uh, particular Superman, uh, Supergirl. Um, only because you know, with the with this Flashpoint that they're kind of channeling with in this Flash film, you know, anything is on the table. You know, pretty much. You know, any and everything is on the table as far as what they can do. Um, but these set photos look good, man. It's like. You know, from the set photo, she's like on a harness and she's hovering in the air. So I'm assuming this is like a, a flying scene of her. You know, she's smiling. So I don't know if that's a part of the uh, she just that's a uh, out of action can, uh, shot or that's is that actually a part of the scene. But um, it looks good. You know, she she's got the look. She's definitely, um, you know, almost comic book accurate. So that's kind of exciting. You know, uh, I definitely like the hair. Like I said, the hair is definitely channeling that uh, comic book Cyril uh, appearance uh, that she had in DC Comics. Um, so that's extremely exciting. So I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, as far as, uh, of course, Michael Keaton, man, you do no, long, no wrong with Michael Keaton's uh, Batman. You know, uh, I got to say that's my favorite Batman. You know, uh, you know that's the one, the, the Batman, not the OG Batman, but... That's one of the favorite, uh, my favorite Batman, you know, from uh, the 89 film and, of course, Batman Returns and everything. But um, it look, he definitely looks good. He got the, the, the whitish hair, and I'm suspecting that they're kind of channeling the uh, 
Batman Beyond uh, look here. Um, he looks real serious on set and everything. So I'm just excited completely about this this Flash film, man. I never thought that that would be the case, but um, man, it was amazing that Flash would be the film that you know out of all the DC films is the the most one that I'm looking forward to uh, out of all the upcoming uh, DC releases. Um, I'm talking about you know Suicide Squad. Uh, Aquaman, I know they're about to start filming the sequel to Aquaman. Um, all of them, I mean, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but, uh, yep, so that's so this is definitely good news, man. That's like things that are dropping, seems like every week, uh, from the set of this film, and it just keeps getting better and better. Um, what else? Anything else? Let me see. Uh, I'm looking at the pictures now, and uh, Dude, man, she definitely got the look. Definitely got the look. I'm getting, like I said, at first I was kind of like, man, I just want Man of Steel 2, man. But, you know, okay. You know, it's, it's definitely different from the CW uh, Supergirl. Um, it's a different, definitely, you can tell just by the, the set photos, it's definitely a different approach um, visually uh, than what they're uh, doing on the CW uh, version of uh, Supergirl. Um so but man you know once again i'm looking forward to this too you know this like i said it keeps getting better and better all right so this next story is in a phrase utterly ridiculous <laughs> oh my goodness so it's on the subject of batman now the big news you know this week uh out of the batman camp uh, see, I'm getting this article. Uh, well, it's all over the internet, but for this particular uh, section, I'm looking at mirror.mirror.com.uk, uh, and the story is Batman. If it first of all, kids, if anybody any kids are listening to this, cover your ears. <laughs> but I gotta talk about this. Uh, Batman uh, oral sex scene cut from Harley Quinn cartoon. As heroes don't do that <laughs> uh, as heroes don't do that uh, you know okay let me see it goes on to say the HBO Max animated series of focuses on DC Comics character Harley Quinn voiced by the flight attendants Kaylee Cuoco and of course you know she also starred in that TV show the Big Bang Theory and all that um, but she's doing the voice of Harley Quinn um, see, it goes on to say the co-creator of Harley Quinn animated series said the show was forced to cut a scene featuring Batman performing oral sex on Catwoman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the show focuses on the titular, titular DC Comics villain and is voiced by the Big Bang Theory actress Kaylee Cuoco. However, there was one moment that saw iconic hero Batman and villainous Catwoman that did not make it into the series as it was not deemed appropriate for the hero's brand uh damn i mean was that too hard to 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 discover i mean who actually sat sat down and said hey you know what we're gonna do a scene and yeah, we're gonna do a scene with batman and yeah, well, he gonna go down on catwoman and they actually spent the time to storyboard this scene animated oh come on man i mean <laughs> I mean, who, whose bright idea was this? Uh, and see, look, it goes on to say, uh, 
in an interview with Variety, co-creator and executive producer Justin Helpern revealed how he was glad the series got to focus on supervillains and not heroes because you just have so much more levity, leeway. Um, he, he revealed a perfect example that is in this third season of Harley when we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman and DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. I mean, come on, man. Did they actually think that that was going to fly? I mean, come on. I mean, this is a international brand, which is primarily, you know, it's, it's for everyone. But I mean, primarily, you know, Batman is marketed to kids first. And then, you know, it goes across the spectrum. But, uh, like, come on, man. Um, it continues, uh, uh, he continued, they're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? Man, I can't believe this. Come on, man. As a creator myself, this is ridiculous. Um, uh, they were like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, once again uh yeah I'm like man like i said as a creator myself if i have an international brand why would i want to of course that's the thing in life but you know this is supposed to be escapism and like i said also it's an international brand where you have toys involved you have cartoons involved you have you know coloring books anything associated with batman sells and it's you know directed at children it's also directed you got comics and movies and things like that directed at adults and all that good stuff but also you know you have it a big part of that brand is directed at children you know from underwear to lunch boxes to coloring books to you know all these things you know and so if you got a big brand international brand like that come on man I mean, this is not a porn. I mean, you know, porn is directed at adults, you know, uh, adults over 18, you know, all that good stuff. But this is an international brand recognized, you know, and directed at children first. You know, so why would you even, how could you even think that that would fly? I mean, I know this Harley Quinn show is very raunchy and everything, but still, you know, I mean, that's just over the line this is in my opinion that's over the line i mean come on i wouldn't i wouldn't do that i mean you, you should have known what kind of and that's like you wasting the company's money you know you wasting money and time storyboarding a scene of something that you know deep down is inappropriate you know for kids you know that's just anyway that's just it was funny and ridiculous all at the same time but you know i had to talk about it because you know everybody's talking about it you know and it's like the big thing you know this week and everything but um yeah man i mean come on man you know that's, that's just ridiculous that's that's totally ridiculous man i mean i they should have known what kind of response they would get you know from the company you know from dc you know the marketing i mean the the brass of, up in dc comics and warner brothers they should have known that it was going to get a hard no and that wouldn't pass it's like they they shocked what do you mean we can't do a, a scene with batman going down on catwoman huh <laughs> I can imagine that meeting. Uh, and they, they actually shocked. They actually actually shocked that they wasn't able to use that scene. <laughs> That's the funny part about it. You mean we can? Why not? Why not, man? <laughs> oh my goodness. But anyway, uh, so anyway, I had to talk about that. So uh, 
that's that's the, one of the big uh, uh, pieces this week. And um, a lot of creators and, and even I think Zack Snyder chimed in on it. Uh, he put a posted a picture or shared a picture on his Twitter or Instagram of uh, <laughs> kind of uh, poking fun at this whole story of uh, you know Batman going down on Catwoman and everything. So I thought that was funny, but um, but anyway, anyway, that was uh, you know an interesting little story uh, for this week. Well, once again, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gouache Universe podcast. Like I said, I'm your host, Gouache. And, uh, you know, keep coming back. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this channel. You know, I'm always dropping, you know, talking about, speculating about, you know, new news coming out of science fiction and pop culture industry. You know, um, and uh, there, like I said, this is going to be a long, hot summer. So there's going to be a lot of things to talk about. You know, we got the Loki show that just dropped. Uh, the Bad Batch is out. It's pretty good. You know, I still got to talk about that uh, in the upcoming episodes. Um, and also, I got some special guests coming up uh, in the upcoming weeks. Um, a lot of good special guests, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a nice little surprise. I won't give it away now, but um, some special guests coming up. So, once again, make sure you subscribe to this channel. And definitely, definitely appreciate it. And um, also... Make sure you pick up my comic book, which is on Comixology right now. It's called The Native Quest. And uh, I'm currently working on the sequel to The Native Quest, as well as a lot of other uh, uh, short projects uh, in that universe. Um, uh, some ash cans and some, uh, some comic book shorts, you know, with the characters and things like that. So, uh, once again, The Native Quest... It's on Comixology right now, so be sure to pick that up. And um, until next time.